Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Low Sodium Show. I am your host, Mark the Lightning Crew Wheeler, and we are going to have a great, quick show. And I do apologize. Uh, Facebook was not acting right for me. It wouldn't send out any invites or events um, the past two days for me, for whatever reason. And the uh, reason it's a short show is um, my daughter's birthday is tomorrow. It's her fifth birthday. And, um, uh, daddy's got to get her to, uh, uh, a friend's house for a sleepover tonight. So I need to do that kind of early. So it's going to be an easy, short show. We're going to talk about drop shotting, the basics. Um, and we're going to, you know, demystify a lot of things that people ask me. <laughs> and there's some that are just like, wow, okay, yeah, yeah, we can, we can work that out, but it's going to be a quick one and, uh, should be a lot of fun, um, as well. And, of course, on the other end, it is the mystery man himself, a fellow Rangers fan, the co-host of the Mosto, it's O, Matt Truxo, Yuck Chum, what's going on, man? Hey, good evening, Mark. <laughs> go Rangers. Yeah, go Rangers. Stop, Rangers. Um, <laughs> I had but, been nonstop running since I got home. I had to mow the lawn before the rain came do some laundry, eat dinner, and get ready for my hockey game, and now I'm up here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Every time I hear that, you know, I, I got to do this, do that, all I can think of is Christmas vacation with uh, uh, the the son. You know, he's sitting there, and he's like, oh, I forgot, I've got homework to do, I'm going to mow the lawn. <laughs> he's got, it's like a five-minute long, you know, he's got to do. Yes, exactly. Know, shave the hamster, you know. Do the laundry. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, we're going to... Shave the hamster. You just got that. <laughs> um, 
you know, we're, we're going to have a quick show. And, uh, you know, drop shotting. It's a great technique right now. It's, uh, you know, it's post-spawn, you know, especially with, you know, sharp-edged, you know, if you have a drop, sharp-edged uh, uh, channel edge or bluff wall, stuff like that, very effective. Or when you're dealing with submergent grass, the grass it doesn't grow to the surface, but only grows about a foot and a half, like coontail will, like uh, uh, a bro- uh, the, the cabbage will, stuff like that. Very solid bait that works very, very well. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I, I have some really screwed up friends on Facebook. Anyway, um, we'll take a quick break. <laughs> if we come right back, I'm so distracted right now. A buddy of mine just sent me a photo, a private message on Facebook that literally I... <laughs> it took me a second. I, I'm still not. A, I'm still not right. We'll be right back with the Los Angeles show, only on the Kayak Mission Radio Network. Looking God, for a new bad. cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers, made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Full Bay Custom Rods are handcrafted, designed, built by fishermen for fishermen. Each plank goes through a rigorous stress test to ensure the highest quality, period. You can actually feel the action of the bite as well as lure vibration through the foregrip. Made with the highest quality components and made to your specifications. Full Bay Custom Rods bring innovation to your hands. Go to bbrods.com to check out some amazing custom rods. Full Bay Custom Rods, built by fishermen for fishermen. You are listening to The Low Sodium Show on Kayak Fishing Radio with your host, Mark, the Landing Crew Wheeler. Alright, we are back. Welcome, 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 welcome. Um, it's drop shots tonight. Quick show, drop shots. It's very basic. Um, next week's show, though, uh, and Matt, don't forget to remind me, um... Before next week's show, buddy. Um, but next show is going to be drop sharding part deuce, and we're going to start talking about spy baiting or spay baiting. Drop huh? sharding. Drop sharding, yes, drop sharding. Um, okay. I, I always, I always drop shart before uh, I have to go to the bathroom. Um, no, drop <laughs> shot. <laughs> um. All right, but, uh, drop shard part due. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, this show has already gone off the deep end, and we're not even ten minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, basic drop shotting tonight, um, and, and, and you know, is uh, very important for me. I, I I drop shot a lot, and. And you could say that's from a lot of things, but mostly it's from my time out in California. 
Um, I had a great opportunity while out there to learn from some amazing local non-professional drop shotters. And that's all they do is they drop shot. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's a technique that is deadly. You know, I, my, my, the first bait I pull out, every time I start, I don't even, the first bait I throw on a bed is, uh, on a basset on a bed, is, is a drop shot. Um, you know, the, the first bait I throw, uh, working a, a deep channel edge, if, if they're not on a, on a reaction bite, you know, is a drop shot. It's not a shaky head. It's not a lot of things. It's a drop shot. And, and, and you know, an advanced drop shot. Um, but, you know, it's such a versatile bait. I mean, you can work it fast. You can work it slow. You can sit there, like, on a bed, you know, and jiggle it just a little bit. Um, how do you like that song? Little drop right there, man. Jiggle it just a little bit. Watch it now. I knew you were going there. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know me too well. Um, we're but, drop sharting and we're wiggling it. <laughs> yeah, jiggling it. Um, jiggling but, uh... <laughs> <laughs> gotta, gotta get it off. Get it, get it off. Um, what? Uh, gross. Anyway, um, this will be talking about worms and grubs. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that... Oh my! Yeah, oh, I know, right? Um, <laughs> but you know, it's 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 one of those baits that I I love throwing. And, and, I, and let me rephrase that: techniques I love throwing because the baits are so versatile. And, and Matt basically hit it on the head: grubs, worms, swim baits. Um, crawls, you know, you name it, you could throw it on a, on a drop shot. And, and, and I've mentioned, and I really started talking about this more and more and more, because it's something I've really indulged, uh, and I'm going to say indulged, but um, added to my game. And, and, and that is, you know, envisioning what's happening under the water. I am mentally looking in the water, you know, using my, my you know, imagination, and, you know, trying to think what that bait is looking like. You know, if it looks like a spastic, you know, piece of plastic in the water, you're not going to get bit. But if I make that piece of plastic, you know, wiggle like a leech or, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, like a Senko, you know, wacky rig, make it look like it's, you know, it's jittering and fluttering like, uh, uh, you know, a worm well, like a, a, a wounded bait fish well. You know, once you start doing that, you start to really start, you know, taking everything together and bringing it all in and making it work. And, and I love doing that. And drop shotting is a great way to start. So let's, let's break down first the rod and reel. You know, if you're going to start off drop shotting, the best thing I can tell you to do is go out and, and, and buy a decent rod, Okay. And, and you know, Bull Bay is our is one of our, our or one of my main sponsors, and I really believe the six to ten pound spinning rod and a seven seven two platform, okay, um, is absolutely ideal, absolutely ideal for drop shotting. And that rod, when done with the um, the 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 Fuji K guides. You can throw that uh, a quarter ounce drop shot a country mile, 
and you can feel everything that drop shot is doing. That worm moving, ticking the line, everything. So, you know, it's, it's a humongous asset to have. The reel. I don't go any bigger than a, than a 2,000 size reel. Okay? And I spend a little money. Okay? <laughs> I, I spend the, the 60 bucks <laughs> from uh, at Lose, and I go to Lose.com, and uh, I can't remember the exact model model name. It's a sixty dollar version of Virgin. <laughs> oh my God, this show is going awful. Uh, Virgin. Okay. <laughs> I think it's the MX you're thinking of. Yeah. All right. It's it, it's it's a spinning reel. So yeah, I uh, think it is. Not the Baycaster. No, it's uh, I think it's their their speed spool style. Okay, it picks up line very smoothly. It's got a very large arbor, which is very important. Speed spin. The speed spin. Thank you. And, and, and it, the, the reason I like a large arbor is because it allows line to come off more smoothly, longer casts. You pick up more line per per turn of that handle as well, which is important for drop shot. When that fish when that when that fish picks up that that bait, okay, and the black black hawks just scored awesome. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what was I gonna? You know, when that fish picks up that bait and he starts running towards you, right? You've got to catch up to him and set the hook. And plus, on the, the hook set with a drop shot is much different than, than than a lot of other hook sets. It's more of like a football head jig hook set where you where you lift and reel at the same time. You know, it's all about getting at that hook point to catch somewhere on the roof of that fish's mouth. And that's how you do it. Lean into them, lift up. Lift straight up and reel. Okay? Easiest way to do it. Um, Now, line is also extremely important. Okay? Do not use mono. Okay? It'll it'll make you want to kill a kitten. I'm telling you. Okay? You you need to use fluorocarbon at the terminal end, meaning from where the hook is. Okay, I really like using braid. I really do. I think it adds a whole new dimension to the game because I am barely ever slack on my line. Okay, and what I usually will do is I have a, my my drop shot rod has um, ten pound braid. Okay, spooled on there. Power Pro, uh, it's spooled on extremely tightly. Then what I have is a line-to-line connection to fluorocarbon. And I use 12-pound fluoro. I don't feel a need to go any further down. I use Sunline FC Sniper fluorocarbon leader. The FC Sniper fluorocarbon leader is much different than the bulk spool style you get it's it's actually like zero one millimeter smaller which is a humongous difference in in in, in pen, light penetration plus it comes with a smaller spool you know that's in 30 bucks for 200 yards okay you only pet spend like eight for like 25 yards is all you need okay and you know my line line connection is a alberto knot it's it's created by a crazy alberto knee it's like an Albright, 
but instead of going up and then rotating back to your your bite in in your line, you follow it up and then loop it over top. So you're basically creating half hitches. Only time I use seven turns up, seven turns back, creates that knot. It's super strong, super thin. Never have to worry about it. Okay. Now the the hooks I use are not your typical drop shot hooks, and I say this because of uh, the, they're kind of not new. VMC came out with the spin shots. Um, it was a it was a hook that had a basically a piece of wire with two uh, uh, ends on it to tie your line to. Problem with the spin shot is that it sucked. <laughs> uh, and no offense to VMC, they did a great job. It was just bulky. Um, I didn't quite like it. Their second and third generation ones are much much better, but they use a a style of hook that is, that isn't smooth. It's not a, a full round, and I don't really like that much as much. I like that full round because it allows that hook to rotate in that in that hole that you create when you put it through the the lip of that fish. That really, really, I like a lot more. I don't like the, the square style hooks with the with the def, definitive angles on the shank. Um, and and the Blackhawk just scored again. Wow, way to go, Blackhawks! Um, so well, how I break this down is, is you know I got the the hook and everything, but the Mustad makes one now. Um, and it's actually designed in partnership with Aaron Martins. Um, and something that I don't really, I don't use a lot of, but when I, when someone's just starting off drop shotting, I really like them using it because it's super simple. Okay. Reason is, is when you tie your leader, you only need about a foot, maybe, of leader to that first eyelet. Okay, and you're set and ready to roll, and that's how I keep it 90% of the time when I use that style. Finicky fish, you're gonna have to go back to the old style, and the old style I mean actually tying a knot to a octopus style hook, and that's the only hook you should ever use with drop shotting, and that is my personal opinion. You can be extremely versatile with it. I very rarely will use a size one knot um, wide gap hook. I barely ever actually. Uh, I've I've figured out ways to make that bait uh, weedless without it, and that'll be in part two. Um, but for you know, for sake of of argument, we're going to start basically start with this style of the uh, you know the, the spin shot. It's it's very simple stuff. So you tie your tie it to the that eyelet, okay? What you do is at home if you don't want to buy the pinch style hook weight weights, okay? And what I'm talking about are the weights that you can buy for drop shotting. They have like a pinched end where you actually notch that that line in there. That it actually I rarely use anymore, um, mainly because I'm a cheap guy. <laughs> um, and what I use a lot of times, and if you can find them, uh, are um, tungsten, um, uh, bell style, 
or long or the, the long pencil style weights with just a regular end on them. If you can't, the pinch style works great. Um, and in a pinch, that's what I use a lot of times. Um, reason I like using the tungsten is small. You, you start doing drop shotting a lot, you'll start to realize a lot of bass will pick up that weight. Okay, and the lead ones, they pick up a lot more than the tungsten I have found. And I think it's because that tungsten really is, is much smaller. You can feel it when it comes off the bottom. You know, so you keep that bait on the bottom more, and that tungsten's not coming off the bottom like it, like it used to be, like with lead that I found. Um, but what I do with that system is I pre-tie um, leaders uh, to, you know, what I, what I call leaders or, 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 or drops. Okay, and what I do is I still use fluorocarbon, but I use a, a, a much cheaper one. This, this is not a very important line. I use only eight pound. I think I've, I think I, I have got like uh, some cheapo big box style from like Walmart that I use. And all I do is on one end <clears throat> tie a loop. It only needs to be about an inch inch in size. Okay, and, and, and a lot of times, you know. I'll pre-tie 15 or 20 of these at a time. All right. And then what I do is I tie that loop on one end. I measure out. And I measure them all the way from, you know, uh, uh, you know, six inches. And then I have some that are about four feet long. Those are my, my backup backups. And then what I do is I actually tie on the the, the weight at the bottom. Okay. How I, I keep them all separated, and, and it, it's a little trick I learned from being a, a, a mate on, a, on charter boats, is what you do is you buy yourself pool noodle, or even better, a piece of styrofoam from you know, like a, a, a TV or, or you know, a package like that, that hard styrofoam. And what I do is I drill holes in them okay, that, that the weight fits perfectly right inside of it. Weight falls right inside. I then just take that leader line and I just kind of snug it somewhere. Sometimes I'll use a, a rubber band around the whole thing just to hold that leader together. I take that and I put it in my 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 my, uh, my tackle storage system, whatever that might be. If it's if it's a crate, if it's tackle boxes, if it's inside your kayak and your boat, whatever, it, it stays out of the way and you've got leaders right there. So this way you're sitting there. You pull out that rod, that weight hasn't been sitting there slamming against the rod. The hook eye, the hook has been catching your, your eyelets, okay? I'm telling you, uh, one hook catches your eyelet just right, and it creates a nick. And even if it's the smallest nick you can barely see, it will destroy every, ta every piece of line that you have. It doesn't matter if you use an 800-pound braid. It'll, it'll tear it up. Now, ready to use it? I pull out that pack, and I stick it somewhere that's out of the way, the, the, the weights, I mean. And using the styrofoam keeps it floating. It's a large piece of styrofoam, so even all that weight you're added, you've added, it stays floating in case you drop it overboard, and, which is very important because that's you know, some pretty heavy, hefty money, and you, know, you could be losing on the side in a technique that now you're, you're scrambling for. Pull out whichever size, and nine times out of ten, the first one I pull out is about the foot, foot and a half length. Um... And I go from there. Basically, all you do is you take that loop, you push it through the, the the bottom eyelet of that spin shot style hook system, 
and, and all you're doing is you push it through, slide the weight through, cinch it up, and you're done. You're ready to rock and roll. You're ready to fish. Put whatever bait you're going to put on there. For beginners, I highly recommend, highly recommend four baits, okay, in, in various colors. Um, and, and it's completely up to you. But I use four baits as, as when, when I'm teaching people drop shotting. The first one, okay, is a floating trick worm or, or trick worm style bait. Zoom, power team lures. A lot of them make a great trick worm, okay. And literally, the only I use two hooks. Let me see this. Get this off my chest first. Two main hooks, one odd octopus and two odd octopus. I don't go any bigger. I don't go any smaller. Those are the perfect sizes for, for any trick worm or any bait you're going to use. So. <clears throat> trick worm, definitely a, a huge, huge bait. Second one I use a lot of is the Power Team Lures, um, JP Hammershad. Okay, it is absolutely deadly when they are feeding on brim, when they're feeding on on minnows. Absolutely awesome. The next one I use a lot of, surprisingly, are beaver creature baits. Um, really mimics, uh, you know, a brim. It can mimic, a, um, you know, a lot of different baits. The, the striking rodent I put in this, this category, the, the striking rooster, I add to this category as well. Extremely deadly. Extremely deadly. And the last one that I, I tell a lot of guys to, to start using when you're just starting off are, are, are trick worms. Uh, Zoom makes a worm. It's, it's very flexible. I can never remember the name. I actually got one sitting right next to me um, that I was actually showing a guy earlier today. It's a Zoom. I think it's a trick curly tail worm. And basically, it's about five inches long. It's very thin. It's very limp. Okay. But it's got a curly tail on it, and I really like that when I have current. Okay, when I'm when I'm fishing a, a lake, a reservoir, a river, and I'm drop shotting, this is one of the first ones I pull out because literally you can just do nothing, and that current is making that tail move. There are hundreds of companies out there that make a, a worm similar, but Zoom is the one I use the most. Okay, it's again, the, uh, Magnum Old Monster Worm, 12 incher. I, no, I don't use a 12 incher for drop shotting. Because by the time nah. they get the hook, no. Because by the time they get the hook in their mouth, it's 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 uh <laughs> it's over. Uh, he's already got the bait off the hook. Uh, <laughs> five inch size, and, and I to be honest with you, I actually tried drop shotting with a twelve inch worm once, uh, more than once, and you know it's one of those that I really. I really wanted to see if it would work. And I was getting bites left and right. I just wasn't getting the hook set because then I realized what was happening. Because the, the one-out bait, the one-out hook is in the tip of the head of, head of the bait. By the time I'm feeling that dunk, 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 he's already sucked it and ripped it off the hook. So I went down, you know, down to this five-inch size on the worm. And I was still catching them. And I was catching big ones at that. I caught some monsters. Um, three years ago, using the worm. So I was doing a lot of fishing on several reservoirs 
that were pulling water constantly. It was a very wet year. So they were pulling water, pulling water, pulling water, pulling water, and had a constant flow of, of, of current running through there. And it was just, it was just easy pickings. Um, so, yeah, you know, that, that, that curly tail, grub tail worm is just absolutely dynamite. And, yes, the, the biggest misconception that me people have with, with, with drop shots is that it's a small bait system. You don't need a humongous bait. And, and, and that's, that's where I say no. You know, when you, when next show, when we start talking about advanced baits, advanced styles, you know, I use magnum tubes, the 5-inch, 6-inch tubes on drop shots. Um, you know, and that's on a 2-odd hook. Um, I, I really love the rooster um, for when, you know, again, uh, when I'm dealing with current um, or when I'm dealing with uh, really, really, really stained conditions. You know, really muddy water. That rooster gives off such a big profile. And you can leave it sit there and just rock it back and forth. And let that sucker just sit there. Deadly. The rodent, another great bait. Um, you know, your basic beaver trailer, great bait. Um, you know, that, that, that are out there. Uh, you know, very, very solid, solid baits. And, and, you know, I tell folks that your only limitation with the drop shot is your is is your imagination. You know, if you look down and you've got a bait sitting there, you know, like the pesky perch from from Bass Pro, and and I know it's a Bass Pro product, but that pesky perch is is great for when they're feeding on brim in in, in the cabbage. You know, those areas where you got the brim beds all around and you got that big patch of cabbage and there's brim all through it. You drop that sucker through there, and there's that one bass laying over that big leaf of cabbage on the bottom. And you bring it through there, and you shake it, and you drop it, lift it, and drop it, shake. And all of a sudden, he comes out, and he eats it. Deadly. Deadly style. Um, you know, the, these are all, you know, big, and again, this is the beginner course for drop shotting. Okay. Um, Let's take a, a second here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come right back, we're going to talk about the knot. If you don't buy the spin shot or you don't want to, you buy the pack from, from Power Team Lures, which I highly recommend. It's a great pack to start with. <clears throat> Just started drop shotting. Okay. The, the pack from Power Team Lures comes with one knot, octopus hooks. I'm going to tell you the, the, how to rig that hook up. Um, all right, Matt. Catch you later, buddy. Later. Um, how to rig that bait up, how to make it work, or how to rig that, that hook, and how to use it correctly. So we'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish. Perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. Awesome I got one. Oh, damn, I got him. You got it. I got him. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. All right, folks. I know we're talking about drop shots tonight, but... There is a system that I go out and I use every time I'm out in the water, and that's a shaky head. And as you know, the only shaky head 
that I use is a Tommy Head Jigs. I am telling you, you can literally lessen what's on your boat, lose three quarters of all those jig heads that you have in there. Almost, you know what? I'm going to say 99% of the jig heads that you have and switch strictly to a Tommy Head Jig. You will not be disappointed. Why? Swim baits. Great swim bait hook. Creates a lot more action with the night with a 60 degree eye on it. Gives it a ton of action. Maybe you want to throw a jig, but they're just not hitting that one ounce, three quarter ounce jig. They're looking for that slow fall through the timber. Guess what? Throw on a quarter ounce. Throw a skirt on there. Put a trailer on there as well. Guess what? Nice slow fall through the timber field. Hit every last limb on the way down to the big pig. To Porky's. Where everyone has a good time. Oh, yeah. Let's say you need to find you know, uh, uh, what the bottom feels like. I'm telling you, throw on a shaky head, drag that sucker along. You will not be disappointed. So go to TommyHeadJig.com. Pick up a pack. Let them know that Mark from, from the Low Sodium Show sent you. You will not be disappointed. I promise you that. Again, go to TommyHeadJigs.com. Pick up a pack and let them know that I sent you. The past few uh, shows, we you know we brought on a new sponsor, Lickem Lures, and I can tell you this right now. I have caught some really big bass when really <laughs> the bass weren't very active, and it's been very surprising how effective this bait has been. The reason is, it's something they haven't seen before. With its wide body profile, limitless rigging opportunities, and the gray colors they have as well, you are truly putting something in front of their face they have never seen before. So check them out at lickemlures.com. Pick up the tongue slapper. Oh, and by the way, if you're a salmon, big head, slaunch, donkey, river runner, and you love throwing eggs, check out the only soft plastic egg with true embryo technology. Check them out at lickemlures.com. Again, let them know that Mark from the Low Sodium Show sent you. You will not be disappointed. Check them out, lickemlures.com. Fishing Radio presents The Low Sodium Show With your host, Mark the Landing Crew Wheeler Alright, alright, let's get started Let's talk about how to connect the line to an octopus hook without the, 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 the double eyelet technology I say technology, it's something we've been doing in the saltwater world for years by using, uh, and I'm using this as an example because I'm actually looking at one that I made, I think this was like six or seven years ago. There's <laughs> um, a way we used it for, for quick sabiki rigs. And basically what we were using, we were using, uh, uh, this is out west, was a, was a one-out hook with a little uh, uh, feather trailer on it for... Um, <laughs> For um, you know, quick sabiki rigs, and what it is is just an octopus hook, and then we just took some 
single-strand wire, fed it through there, created two haywire twists, and we were done. It was just a quick way of making a rig to catch mackerel for bait, and it's very effective. Um, but if you use an octopus hook for drop shotting, if you watch, I'm going to say 99% of all the videos out there, it's going to tell you, Palomar knot, and then you bring the, the line up through. Listen, if you're using fluorocarbon line, it is something that I, I've started, I, I realized thanks to um, my Japanese friends. And, and I've got to give it to the Japanese. They are pioneering some incredible baits, and, and they've really, through their, their work ethic, and the way that they think, you know, they, they, they're always trying to improve. And I really love them for it. And what they've, one thing that they've done is they realized is that fluorocarbon and the Palomar knot don't mix. Okay. Palomars have a very, very nasty reputation of burning the line. Um, and, you know, I use a Palomar for mono. I use a Palomar for braid. Perfect. Fluorocarbon, though, I have really broken down to two main knots, a San Diego Jam and a Snell Knot. Um, and one thing that I really, really like about that, that San Diego Jam, I can tie it twice as fast as a Palomar. I have yet to have any line bridge on a fish due to... Um, you know, line burn. And to be honest with you, I haven't lost a fish yet to that knot. Um, so one thing that I, I I highly suggest is learn the knot. There's some great sites out there that you can go to and learn how to tie the San Diego Jam. And, and again, it is super easy. I can do it at night. I can do it with my eyes closed. You know, it's just a solid knot. So what you do, okay, is you have, if you're using a braid to floral, or, or like I do a lot now, it's just floral all the way down. And, and again, I use 12-pound floral for, for everything uh, for this technique. Um, I do drop down to 8, but again, that's the advanced class. Um, it's, it's, it's highly recommended you... you, you Try this. So 12-pound floral to a um, to, to the hook. Okay? I'll leave a nice long tag in. This, again, this, this way you tie this knot, tag ends aren't an issue. And you can, get, you can get as long as you want. So I tie the knot, right? Nine times out of ten, that hook eye is going to come be facing up to begin with. Okay, but to secure it, again, same thing that you do with the Palomar, you just take the, the tag in and you run it from the top of the eye down, so this way it keeps facing upwards. This helps create that, that knot to, to create that, that leverage to stay upwards. Um, I have yet to lose a fish. I've lost a lot of fish to the Palomar with, you know, on during drop shotting. I could never figure out why. And it was just driving me nuts. You know, why am I losing fish? Why am I losing fish? Why am I losing fish? And then I switched up and I have yet to lose one on a drop shot. Um, so, the reason 
that you put the line through, you want that whole point facing up. Now let me get to that real fast. The major reason you do that is because when you set that hook, again, the very important that you raise that rod tip vertically and reel at the same time is drop shots, Texas rig worms, um, flukes, uh, you know, jigs, all of them. The reason you set the hook straight upwards is because that's the way the hook points facing. Okay, and what that happens is that that fish sits in that bait, <clears throat> that bait. When you feel them, what I do as soon as I feel them with any of these baits is I drop the rod tip just just slightly, just give him a little slack, let him get in his maw. Once I feel him again, once he, I feel that he has it, or I see the line go extremely slack. The first thing I do. As I start lifting the rod tip up until I start to load that rod, I just want to barely load it, just a little bit. It's barely pressure. Once I feel the pressure, if it's a Texas rig worm, I'm jacking them. If it's uh, a fluke, I'm jacking them. Again, straight up. Um, jigs, I don't jack anymore. I, I've, I've been busting. <laughs> what I've been finding is I'm busting the hook out of their mouth. By, by when that weight comes through, because nine times out of ten, those, those jigs have a very bulbous weight. So his mouth is closed. Imagine that, that bass's mouth closed, a big weight. All of a sudden, punching through his mouth, what happens? His mouth opens up, okay? And his head will kick back, and the whole body will kick back slightly, allowing that jig to pop right out. That's why you set the hook sometimes, and that jig comes flying right back out at you. And you're like, I had him! I had him. Why didn't it go through? That's why. So, you know, that's the um, shaky heads are the one that, again, it's got a small head. Again, as hard as I can, I'm going to bust them. And Tommy Head G, you can bust them as hard as you want um, and not have an issue. Uh, you know, it's very, very important. Ball head jigs, big jigs. Drop shots, lift the rod tip and reel. If I'm using um, a Carolina rig, if I'm using a crankbait, jerkbait, any of them, I'm setting the hook to the side. Okay, I'm leaning to the I'm leaning to the side. Okay, reason is all the hooks are on the bottom. I want to drag that bait out and into the bottom inside of his mouth. I want him to have his bottom lip, the top of his head, everything caught in there. When you set the hook vertically, a lot of times you'll find you only have the tail hook, that last hook, and the top of his mouth. Okay? I don't want that. <laughs> I want it in his mouth, as many of those six hook points, okay, on a, on a treble bait, hooked into him as possible. Tied Make this to, it's an insurance to make sure you don't lose the fish. Okay. Reason you do hook set sideways on a Carolina rig, and I talked about this on the Carolina show, is because you're, you've got a heavy weight in front of it. If you set it straight up, the weight's taking all of the momentum you just put in that hook set. But if you hook, set them sideways, it pulls everything straight. 
and it'll catch him every time. I promise you that. As long as he has it, he will get it. Straighten his head. Um, now, how to rig all these baits on there is very simple. And it's the way that I, I've been doing it for, for forever. Is what I do, the only time I don't do this is with the hammer shads, is you hold the bait, you take the hook point, you bring the hook point back to the bottom of the bait about, I'm going to say, a little less than a quarter of an inch. Bring the hook point up halfway through the bait, and then bring it out. So the very tip of that hook point is coming out where you would normally put the hook point to start, if that makes any sense. So what you're basically doing is, is, you're, is you're covering that hook point with the bait. But the hook point is still sticking out very slightly. It, it is deadly, 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 deadly. Now, the reason I don't do this with the hammer shads is it really affects the action. Hammer shads, very simple. Do the center, do the front, back about a quarter inch, up, and that's it. Just so that hook point is barely coming out through his back, and you're done. It's the best way to do it. Okay. Now, you've got the bait hooked, ready. You're ready to fish it. How do you fish it? What I find works best is if you just start off drop shotting, is you send that bait out as far as you can. Cast it. Cast it as far as you can. Let it hit the bottom. Once it hits bottom, come tight. And just hold it. Don't move it. Don't do anything. Just hold it there. Give it four, five, six seconds. And all you do is you hop. Let it hit the bottom. Come tight and hold it. Don't do anything. The current in the water, you holding it, the motion of the ocean, okay, is going to put in part action in it. If you just sit there and just hold it still, you've got it going. Hop it again. Okay, if I'm hopping it and I'm holding it, if I hop and hold, all of a sudden I hop and I feel something. A lot of times you're hitting a limb, you're hitting grass or whatever. I'll sit there for a second and hold it and then start shaking, just barely shaking it. And the best way to do this, and the way I explain it the best, is if you take your hand, like you're holding the rod, okay, put it out in front of you, and then tense up all your muscles in that arm, you're going to naturally start shaking. Tense up those arm, that arm and shake. That's all you're doing. With that tight line, while you're just doing that, it's going to make that bait quiver. Okay? Do that, do that, do that, do it, do it, and then just barely drop the rod tip. And I'm talking like barely drop the rod tip. What that's going to do is make that bait shaking. It's going to make bait drop head first very, very slightly. Okay? As soon as I drop that rod tip, I'm going to count one and pop it. Just a nice little book. What that does, what, what you're, again, envisioning, it's sitting there, it's quivering, right? It's quiver, 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 quiver. And all of a sudden the head drops. It's just like a, a, a bait fish. Okay, let's say the bait fish sees, it gets nervous. You see there's minnows and brim a lot. Bait gets real nervous. And all of a sudden it'll drop slightly, drop its head down, and then take off. So if a bass is looking at it, he's not going to, not sure if he wants to take it or not. He sees that quiver. He sees that drop. 
that bass is going to know, oh, it's going to take off, and then you hop it. I'm telling you, by the time your line, uh, that weight starts to pull that line down, you realize, wait a second, <laughs> my line's moving in the wrong direction. Get him. Okay. That, that is a very, very, very basic setup on how to work them. Another great one that I use a lot when I'm trying to find what's down in a, on the bottom, and I do this off of points a lot, is I make a super long cast. As soon as it hits the water, I let it fall. Once it hits the bottom, I come tight, and instead of holding the rod, you know, at, at a 45, I'll take the rod tip, and I'll drop it down towards the water, just hold it right above the water, and just drag in reel, just like, just like a Carolina rig. Real slow. And the baits I really like using for that, again, are that curly-tailed worm. I really like using the beaver style for this. Real slow drag. Real slow drag. You know, really, really slow, nice and easy drag. And I'm feeling the bottom. I'm not using the reel. I'm just feeling the bottom. This is important because I'm feeling the bottom. The moment I feel that transition, that's why tungsten's so important. I feel that transition from, let's say, sand to rock or sand... Or, or rock to, to you know, uh, gravel, you know, or from mud to, to sand or whatever, this allows me the opportunity to find that. Once I find it, again, I'll shake and pop or shake and drag or I'll just let it sit there. Uh, you know, during the summertime, you know, you take a bait and you just let it sit there like you would in the wintertime. Without imparting any action, you know, any secondary action, as I call it, by you, sit, sit there, and he can see it. He's going to pick his interest. He's going to come over and try to figure out why is this thing just sitting there. And then, he, and then, the, in the bass's brain, he's going, "Why are you sitting here? This is my, this is my park bench. Why are you sitting on my bench? I don't whoop your ass." And that's what he's going to do. He's going to whoop it. And you literally, you just be sitting there holding it. All of a sudden, your line goes. Dum, 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 dum. Cause he's got it. You haven't done anything. You just just holding it there. Deadly, deadly. So definitely one uh, one I like to use. Now, if I am on a on an active bite, let's say I'm on a point and I'm cranking, and I've caught two or three bass, but I'm looking at my fish finder. I know there's more down there. Thing that I will do is. Go power dropping. And, and, and what power dropping is, and we'll talk more about this, is I don't let the bait sit still. Literally, I'm sending it out there. And, and this is where I'll use a, a wacky rigged Senko. This is when I'll jump up and use you know, a, a rooster, or I'll use um, a lot of different you know style baits. But usually it's a Senko. A lot of times as well, it'll be a, a hammer shad. And again, make it a nice long cast. It's falling. The moment it, I feel that bait touch the bottom, I'm reeling. Real erratic. Pops, stops, making that bait work through the water column, touching the bottom every 10 feet. Okay? What this does is it adds a whole new presentation to what the bass have seen. They've seen that crankbait. They've seen that lipless. They've seen that jerkbait. 
You bring that plastic through there like a, a wacky rigged Senko is deadly. She's sitting there, and, and what I'll do is as soon as it hits bottom, and I'll start sh- popping the rod tip as I'm reeling. So that bait's flaring the whole way. Okay, so I pop, 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 and I'm reeling, pop, 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 and I'll kill it. It hits the bottom. As soon as it hits the bottom, I'll pop it again, and I'll start pop, 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 and reeling. Making that bait flutter through, drop it, touches bottom, and I'll work it again. <coughs> Literally, if they're there, you'll know it right away. All of a sudden, you feel. A lot of times, what they're doing is they're grabbing it and they're running and they're letting go. If I feel that, the first thing I do is I drop the rod tip and I just let it sit. I'll let that bait fall, hit the bottom, and just slowly die. Okay, so what this what you're basically mimicking is that wacky rig bait is running through the, the water. Bass grabs it, stuns it. The bait has one last little kick, and because it, it's on the weight, moves quickly towards the bottom. Once that weight hits the bottom, now it's nice and slow on the on its descent. Now it's slowed down. Now it looks like that bait's now fully stunned. Hold on, because here he comes. A lot of times you don't need to set the hook. A lot of times because you drop that rod tip, it's got a little bit of slack in it. You see that slack jump, line start to come tight, and he's got it, and he's running. A lot of times, all I'll do is as soon as I see that line going, I just raise the rod. Just nice and slow and easy. Whoop. Once he's got it, I'm reeling, and then I give him a six-inch pop. I talk about this a lot. The six-inch pop, it's just a little, just a little, okay, a little, little jab. Very effective. Make sure that hook point's in there, and you've got your fish. Um, you know, these are the very... Basic of basic drop shotting techniques. I definitely want you to tune in next week. Reason is, is we're going to talk about power shotting more. Where I use conventional gear uh, to drop shot. Where I'm using half, three-quarter ounce weights. Where I'm working that bait hard like a jerk bait. Where you know I'm doing things you know and techniques in different areas. And then we're going to talk about a, uh, a style of drop shotting that is not used um enough and you know where available depending on your state um can mean multiple fish and 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 that's uh 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 a drop shake and and that is a very 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 deadly technique when you are dealing with you know areas where you have several fish or you're dealing with areas where it's very highly pressured forage i.e. you have a humongous population of brim, okay, um, you know, and, and you're having issues with the brim feeding on all the crawls, a drop shake is absolutely deadly, and we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, as well as, we're going to start part one of spy baiting. Um, and it's a technique, again, another Japanese technique that is absolutely deadly. I highly recommend you... Uh, uh, you tune in for that because it is really, really good in clear water, and you definitely want to tune in for that. So, with that being said, I'd like to thank Mike Ambrose. I know Andrew, uh, or Anthony, excuse me, uh, you're listening. Uh, what's going on, man? Uh, props to the VBL and everyone else there. I'd like to thank all my personal sponsors because I have to get out of here. I have to get my daughter um, to her, her sleepover for her birthday. So, with that being said, 
I like to think all my personal sponsors, Jackson Kayaks. I'm telling you guys, if you're looking for a kayak and you're looking for a solid bass fishing rig, the big rig is that. Check them out, jacksonkayak.com or your local Jackson Kayak dealer. Oracle coolers, I'm telling you guys, you need a cooler, you want one cooler for the rest of your life, it's an Orca cooler. Okay. Um, Bull Bay rods. Best rods on the market. I am telling you that right now. Only rods I will use. Um, Lick'em lures. Can't say enough about them. As well as Tommy Head Jigs. Check them out. Love them. Live them. TommyHeadJigs.com With that being said, remember folks, always take a kid fishing. There are no memories made in front of a television or on the Xbox. Lasting memories, that is. Always wear your PFD. It does you no good. No good. If it's floating away from you as you drown and die, you don't want that. Wear your PFD. Fortune favors the bold is my new moniker, okay? Um, I truly believe in it. I hope you do too. Be bold. And good things will happen. And if you get out of fish this weekend, like I will be, to remember to get your fish on, mate. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Catch you next week for the Drop Shot Spy Bait Show. Catch you next time. Let's tune in. Oh, forgot. Tune in tomorrow night to Chip Gibson and the Tag Fishing Radio regular show. You definitely don't want to miss it. So that being said, good night, everybody. Catch you next week. Laters. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.